Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you guys so much um, for tuning back in. So glad to uh, reconnect with you guys, especially during our time of quarantine and chill. Uh, Last week's episode was our first of the series, Quarantine and Chill, where we discussed the helpers, people who have been doing great and wonderful and considerate and kind things. I don't think we hear enough about those stories. Um, And as I continue to hear about them, I will continue to amplify them. They show the best of humanity during kind of some of the worst times of our lives. Like, just to be fair, none of us none of us alive or very few of us let me say this very few of us have ever experienced a pandemic very few of us and this might be a this probably a first world thing um so pardon my privilege when I say this very few of us have experienced a pandemic situation where we have to stay inside where we have to stay home where you know the very air we breathe could be dangerous (laughs) so um trying to help folks cope and and reassess and reevaluate and reprocess is probably some of the best things I could do with my time. So anything to help you guys, because uh, it def- when I tell you it helped me, it helped me massively. Also, if you know of any other helpers that you would like to shout out, please send them my way. You can send them to um you can DM me on Twitter or on Instagram at The Reclaimed, or you can email me at thereclaimedblog at gmail.com. All right, let's get into this week's show and let's dive into the church announcements. Let the people of the reclaimed say amen. Glad to be here, say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today, and these will be your church announcements. Okay. So, welcome to the church announcements. I'm not going to deal too much in a lot of news in this particular section this week. I want to talk about people who completely don't know how to read the room. <laughs> Just read the room. Uh, and if this COVID-19 situation hasn't revealed the sheer lack of connectivity and relatability and just downright understanding from certain people, um, I don't know what has. Case in point, friends of journalism on Twitter, this is probably going to sound really frivolous compared to, you know, like I said, a lot of the dudes, but you know, I, I think this is, I think it's interesting and I had to share it. Friends of journalism uh, tweeted for whatever reason, Uh, a few days ago, and I quote, the term Karen is being used as a sexist and racist slur. Considering this is the equivalent, this is an equivalent of the N-word for white women, should it be banned on Twitter? If no, explain why. End quote. Karen? Karen is an equivalent of the N-word? And you dare to call yourselves friends of journalism. All right, let me explain some things to you. Karen, 
as a a colloquialism. I will not call it a slur. I do not think it's a slur, whether sexist or racist. Um, because quite frankly, any woman can be a Karen. It's kind of specific to the attitude of the person rather than the ethnicity or race or uh, culture of a person where the n-word is very specific to people black people in particular let me take a sip of this tea because it's hot mm-hmm. yes tea specific to black people um karen unlike a becky a karen is a a, a woman usually older who she likes to talk to the manager for the most asinine things. She likes to make those long, lengthy um, reviews of products where she complains about things. She she has this air about her that she's better than everyone. Um, Any one, any one can be a Karen. It's an attitude. It's a mindset. I would never call it a slur. I would definitely call it a colloquialism. Um, because listen, if, if you act like a Karen, of course, you're going to be offended. Of course, your little feelings are going to be hurt. And I'm like, what is the most Karen thing about, <laughs> about this tweet? This whole tweet is a Karen thing. Karen, the term Karen is being used as a sexist and racist slur. Are you joking? Are you absolutely joking? You think it's the equivalent of the N-word. Here's, here's, all right. For Karen to be equated to the N-word, it means the use of the N-word would have to completely stop, right? There should be no, no other hateful person can use it. Why? Because it's already got a 400, 400 plus year gap between Karen and, and, and the N-word. Like there's already that that big of a year of gap where it has been used to delineate one thing or another. Right. That's the first thing. So the N word would have to stop being used. Secondly, for Karen to become a racist and sexist slur, it would be it would need to be used for over 400 years and be used in a in situations of violence, intense violence, intense oppression, intense hatred. For 400 years. And then we could revisit the conversation of is Karen the, the N-word. And I, I don't even think it was a colloquialism until maybe a few years ago. Maybe like two years ago. At the, at the, at the latest. <laughs> at, I'm sorry, at the earliest. At the earliest. So you mean to tell me that... <sighs> and I get so frustrated because people said this about Boomer last year. That Boomer was the the ageist form of the n-word and it's like no because we still say boomer and if you don't realize what a boomer is then you're missing the whole point you're the the entire group is called a baby boomer and they have certain uh mentalities attached to that that doesn't mean that it's 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 the uh, ageist equivalent to to the n-word there let's just go ahead and say this right now if we're saying the words there is no equivalent we're saying boomer. We're not saying what the N word is. There's a lot of words that start with N. <laughs> There's a lot of words that start with the letter N, guys. We're not even saying what the N word is. So if we're not saying what the N word is, then that already shows you which word has 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 deeper and more painful roots. Y'all got to stop this. Whoever keeps like writing these tweets or <clears throat> coming up with these 
uh, false equivalencies needs to go ahead and have several seats. There is no equivalent. There will never be another equivalent. The N-word carries so much hate, so much bigotry, so much violence. There's been people who have died because people were shouting these words. Like, there is no equivalent. I'm sorry, Karen. <laughs> it's, it's as if white people think racism is meant to be mean. And it's like, no, white, like it's not just mean it's oppressive it's got pain involved in it it's got hundreds of years of pain it's got multiple generations of pain just because you don't like to be called karen because you act like a karen and you think it's mean doesn't make it racist doesn't make it sexist it's mean fine say it's mean say you don't like it but like facts over feelings i I got that off of tiktok don't 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 mind me but facts over feelings Karen will never equate to the N-word, simply put. What in the world? Like, y'all are crazy. Anyway, speaking of people who aren't reading the room, at this point, most of us, if we are practicing quarantine, which I hope y'all are, I personally have been out of the house maybe four times in the last few weeks. Um, Yesterday was like one of the longest times and I... My husband and I, we literally just walked some trails just to stretch our legs, get some fresh air, um, move our bodies because, you know, we've been cooped up in this apartment for a few weeks. You know, he's not going out to work and I haven't been going to the city. You know, most of my work I can do at home anyway, long and the short. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys are quarantining. And we've been getting a lot of encouragement from celebrities encouraging us to quarantine. Unfortunately, (laughs) it has not been going very well. Uh, This whole COVID situation has done nothing but make it more prevalent that there is a massive gap between the haves and the have-nots. You know, there's nothing like watching J-Lo and A-Rod, who I adore. Let me tell you, I, I love them. I so cute. I just, but something got into like my personal craw about watching them, quote, um, hunkering down at A-Rod's massive compound. And they're saying like, oh, well, we're staying in. So you guys should stay in, you know, and, and they're doing the right thing. They're encouraging people to stay in. But it's it's the optics of it, you know, like hearing Ellen or Katy Perry complaining about going stir crazy from their massive homes, you know, seeing Madonna luxuriating in a rose filled bath or creating videos that are like professional style for IG, um, which would involve having crew members come over, which could potentially endanger their health, um, for for her social media there's something that just doesn't feel right you know about gal gadot even though she's amazing come on wonder woman she's fantastic and i i adore her hearing her tell us to stay home from her walk-in closet or like the thing that's really been bothering me my husband he really loves uh late night shows and you know since we've been home our sleep schedules have been off so i've been staying up much later than i usually would watching these late night shows with him and so I'm watching these late night shows and it's like some of my favorite people. Like I, I love Stephen Colbert. Like I love, I love 
uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I, I, I love Jimmy Fallon. And I'm watching these guys and I'm finding myself so irritated because I'm watching them uh, film from their houses with these just beautiful. First of all, they're beautiful homes. They're lovely homes. But I'm like sitting here like I can't relate. Like I can't relate like I love my house like I love the fact that I have a home and it's safe I have a full refrigerator and a clean bathroom and you know it's just me my husband and some plants and our cat I I love that you know it's safe and and it's kind of tucked away into the back of an apartment building so you can't really you know we don't really get a lot of street noise or anything like that I'm grateful for all those things but like I I'm watching these celebrities, you know, and even more so now because all we have is social media and television. And so literally, I, that's most of my day scrolling through my Instagram feed or watching something on television. And I'm watching these celebrities li- tell us that they're going stir crazy from their mansions. And I'm like, just go to the other side of your mansion. <laughs> Just go swim in your pool or one of your pools. Go sit in your spa. Go read a book from one of your, you know, your massive library. Go go for a walk around your entire property and see if you still feel stir crazy. Most of us don't live like that. That is not the reality for the majority of us. And a lot of us are feeling kind of the same way. Like there's a hashtag now called guillotine 2020 which is that's really intense um but if you remember anything um from your history class about the french revolution uh when marie antoinette said you know the people when the people were complaining that they don't have bread marie antoinette said let them eat cake having completely no idea what she was even talking about like what a what an awful and frivolous thing to say and it's so awful and frivolous that we're still talking about it hundreds of years later yeah um, where people are talking about eating the rich because, you know, while a lot of them, like a lot of us are sitting around like wondering if we can even get a COVID-19 test. Meanwhile, you have entire uh, NBA, NFL, uh, I don't know, name a sport, whole teams being tested for COVID. And these people haven't shown any signs of any illness. And you have people who are coughing up lungs who just want to be tested and can't. Because, you know, we're just normal people. You have celebrities who could just drive up to go see their friends and their friends who are doctors will test them. And then you have, you know, a single mom who she may have had a scratchy throat for the last few days and she can't get a test. You know, it's stuff like that. That's very it becomes very apparent, you know. It becomes really apparent, glaringly obvious as this situation unfolds. And it's just it's very obvious that people don't know how to read the room. It's like the last thing we need to see is you luxuriating while a lot of us are stuck at home, probably with our children because they're not in school. We're suddenly become homeschoolers, which a lot of us were unwilling to do. That's why we sent our children to school. Um, A lot of teachers are coming up with plans and, you know, guides. A lot of them are just figuring this out just along with us. You know, 
there's people who are being furloughed. There's people who are losing their jobs. There's people who are losing when they lose their jobs, they're losing their health benefits, not just for them, but they're for their entire family. And you're sitting and complaining about being stir crazy when you live in a multi multi million dollar home on a multi, on a palatial land plot with pools, with tennis courts, with whatever, like read the room, read the room. Like it's not relatable and it's becoming even more apparent, you know, cause I'm looking at some of the comments that people are leaving under these posts that people are, are posting, particularly on Instagram where people are not having it. Like one overall sentiment was, it was very short and quippy, but it made the point. Someone said, we hate you (laughs) under one of these posts like just very simple we hate you like I was like wow and this is like an admired celebrity like an overall admired positive celebrity and people are just like no we don't this is not this is not it this is not what we need we don't need to see your fancy bag collection while you know certain people are literally in hospitals and literally dying alone because you know when you get covid you have to isolate and if you start to go your family can't even be by your bedside when you do so yeah it's just if anything this whole situation is is uncovering a lot of the nonsense we already knew but it's making it even more plain I now here's my thing. I'm not saying that celebrities don't deserve or deserve is a weird word. I'm not saying that celebrities don't they shouldn't have these, you know, big homes and and fancy things. You know, if you're wealthy or even like if you're just a a wealthy person, um, you know, I'm not demonizing wealth. I'm demonizing the the that that sentiment that's like oh look at me oh see what I have oh see what I own and I'm not saying that these the celebrities that I mentioned in particular are guilty of this but one can see the the how they how these things kind of are cohesive you know like you can have the best intentions I was just talking about this the other day you can have the best intentions and the impact is terrible because it landed poorly you know if you're going to talk about a serious situation, go to a blank white wall in your house and do that. Don't have us standing in your walk-in closet. Don't have us in front of your pool. Like, if you want to talk about it, that's fine. But make the moment severe too. Like, don't like don't don't make us all feel poor while you're sitting here talking about like, oh, we're all in this together. No, we're not. We're not all in this together. You'll be all right because you have millions of dollars, billions of dollars. Some of us don't even have a thousand dollars to rub together. Five hundred dollars. We don't. A lot of us don't know where our next groceries like bag is coming from. And it's like, read the room, pay attention, see what's up. See how you can, if you're going to ease pain, don't rub in the fact that you're rich too. Like, don't do that. No one thinks it's funny, especially not now. All right, I think that's it for the church announcements. Let's get into the mess in the message. Okay, time for the mess in the message. Um, so you guys know that part of my resume uh, one that I really don't talk about too often, but it's a thing. 
is being an influencer. Now, I told you my struggles with the term influencer, how I I feel so divorced from it because, you know, when you think of an influencer, you think of these super skinny white girls who are either married with their first child um, or are dating someone. They are the epitome of like American luxury and wealth. They, whether they like it or not, some of them like, you know, like, oh no, I'm punk rock. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not girly rich. I'm punk rock rich. Okay. You're still rich. (laughs) You're still, you're still, you still fall into this category, sis, but all right, do you? Um, and you know, they, they, they get these massive giveaways from brands and I'm not saying that I haven't received giveaways from brands and I you know I appreciate that shout out to the brands um shout out to my particular group of brands uh but they it's it's like it's it's like a um what was supposed to be a reliable group of people who tell you about different products who test them out before you know and then tell you guys like whether it's worth the purchase whether it's worth the amount of time. Um, Influencer has gotten a whole new vibe where these, it feels like just a group of entitled people, particularly young women, a group of entitled young women who exhibit wealth, right? Um, Whether it's in their style or in their beauty uh, availability, things like that. You have whole businesses that are just based around people making outfit posts on Instagram. Fine, whatever it is, what it is. So here comes COVID-19. And like I said, it's lay, it's making things that we already knew sucked. It's giving us more reasons as to why they suck, right? So enter Ariel Sharnas, Karnas. I don't know how to say it, um, but... She's an influencer. I'll be calling her Ariel for the rest remainder of this uh, mess and message segment. She's a New York based influencer and a fashion designer who has apparently been embroiled in some drama and scandal for the past few weeks, not just with um, haters, but with fans. Um, yeah, Ariel's not having a really good time. And it started back in March 16th, where she announced that she was feeling sick. And she wanted to go get tested for COVID-19. Like I said before, tests are not widely available. But she, being wealthy and having connections, moseyed on over to her friend Jake Dutch. Yes, Jake Dutch, whom she tagged in a post all about this on her Instagram. Um, She told the urgent care Uh, Yeah, she told the urgent care facility how she felt. They swabbed her in the car for both the flu and the coronavirus. And she moseyed about her own way, right? So here's the issue. The issue is still about flaunting privilege on social media during a time when so many people who are more at risk are being denied treatment. And that is verbatim from Diet Prada, who covered this whole situation. What's the point of showing or normalizing the testing process if it's not available or affordable for so many people? So 
yeah, she's she got a lot of flack from that. It's like, why even why even show us that you're getting tested when so many people in your same city, maybe a neighborhood away, can't be tested. They can't afford it or they aren't they aren't available. So that's been super frustrating for a lot of people. Oh, also, on uh, a few days later, she showed um, an unboxing video of some Louis Vuitton products um, quickly after being tested. And she was saying, Ariel was saying, oh, I want to, you know, I'm trying to normalize, you know, I'm trying to make life feel normal. This is what I do. I'm trying to post my regular content on purpose. Again, what did we talk about earlier? Reading the room. Do you really think your fans want to see you opening boxes of Louis Vuitton products when a lot of them are losing their jobs? Don't know where their next meal is coming from. Read the room. Read the room. How is this providing value? How is this providing anything but potentially creating hate? Pay attention. Simple stuff. So a few days later... Uh, Ariel reveals that she tested positive for COVID-19. She made this whole Instagram post about it. She addressed the criticism um, about her being able to be tested. She was saying that, you know, more testing should be available. And it's the responsibility of our government to ensure that all Americans have access to tests. People called BS. They were like, yes, well, it's the government's job. It's also our it's also an influencer's opportunity and responsibility to not use our connections for our own personal benefit, which feels weird because that's really all influencing is. <laughs> a lot of it is all for our own personal benefit. So she probably still doesn't see the problem with it. Um, so here's where the stuff hits the fan. Governor Cuomo, governor of New York State, has told people to stay home, hunker down, stay in, go out for essentials, go back home, right? Especially, and the CDC recommends that if you have COVID, you need to stay home for a maximum, I mean, for a minimum rather of three days, three full days until the the flu-like symptoms have subsided, right? Stay home, where home, stay your ass home, right? Guess where Ariel decided to do? She decided to leave New York City and go to the Hamptons. <sighs> so on March 26th, Ariel begins to post all these p- videos and, and photos of her family saying that they had left from New York and went to um, the Hamptons. And yeah, for all the reasons that I just mentioned, people were pissed again. She's just mistake after mistake after mistake. Right. People in the Hamptons flip out. They're like, yo, New York is a hotbed for this illness. Why would you come here? Why would you bring that here? Now you're going to make us another hotspot because you guys keep coming out here and bringing your COVID-19 ridden bodies out here to our small town. And you're going to use up all our resources. Why, Why should she care? So writer Sophie Ross was paying attention to all this and she made an entire Twitter thread about Ariel's behavior. That Twitter thread went viral so much so that a former partner of Ariel's 
Nordstrom. I don't know if you heard of them. Little little brand for 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 wealthy people um, responded to the complaints about Ariel. People were going directly to Nordstrom. Like, how can you partner with her? And Nordstrom cleared things up real quick. They're like, oh, our partnership ended in 2019. <laughs> our partnership ended in 2019. Our partnership definitely ended in 2019. People thought it was shade. Ariel's brand, something navy responded and said no our partnership actually did in in 20 in 2019 um regardless of all of that yeah people were just livid just livid left and right this woman is showing her privilege her showing her wealth showing her her means um to get her out of a situation that a lot of folks in fact millions of folks couldn't and at every turn, she's trying to make it look like a luxurious, wonderful, beautiful thing. Like, hey, guys, look at me. Look what I get to do. And people weren't having it. The stuff that used to be cute suddenly isn't cute when you're dodging your responsibility in all of this. So as many white women do when they get caught in their own foolery, Ariel issued an apology. You ridden riddled saturated with tears um a long apology on instagram and then on something navy's website she said that she aimed to reveal the quote truth and express her sincerest remorse and that is that was april 2nd the last update on that so basically, Ariel has went from a Nordstrom endorsed influencer to the epitome of what not to do as a person of means during COVID-19 that quick. And I talk to a lot of influencers all the time, especially during this, you know, this pandemic, encouraging them like, hey, Outfit posts are cute and great, but read what's going on in this room and see what's going on with your your communities. Like we don't have audiences anymore. Like we have communities. Like people aren't coming to just watch us anymore for entertainment. Like we have to do the community work. So what is the community work we could be doing to help people who happen to follow us cope with this whole situation you know whether it's funny jokes funny videos um giving them information straight without any negativity um pointing out the good in the world um pointing out things that could possibly benefit them like grants and loans that'll keep their businesses or their lives afloat opportunities in which that they can enrich themselves while they're stuck at home um, showing people that you are in it too and that you're frustrated and scared like they are and that we really are all in this together, but not while you're not while you're opening up your new go-yard bag or not while you're swimming in your pool. Like this is the time to to cut all the frivolity and get down to brass tacks and people really just don't get it. People literally just do not get it because in this industry um, influencers are literally we're, we went from being reliable voices that tested things out, tried things out, tried certain experiences out to let our 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 communities know, 
hey, this one works. Hey, this doesn't. Hey, this was a great opportunity. Hey, you know, I wouldn't work with this brand for a million dollars. Things like that to becoming a bunch of pick me girls, like a bunch of popular pick me girls at high school. And it's beyond frustrating, especially now, because our new normal is in our new normal. This attitude is not even welcome. It's not welcome. You know, people are scaling back. People are getting to the things that are most important. People are narrowing in and focusing in on the things that are most important. And you're sitting here talking about your diamond cream facial. Like, what the F? (laughs) Read the room. (laughs) Read it. If you were, here's my thing. If she was going to do all this, she didn't have to post about it. Like at the bare minimum, she did the absolute, all these things are wrong. And I condemn everything that she did. But if she was going to really do it, she didn't have to post about it. She posted about it because she thought that it was cute. It was cool um, that she had the chance and the opportunity to just do this. Like, do you not think that every New Yorker who heard about the hotbed of activity that was happening in New York after they started making makeshift morgues in parking lots and and hospital wings in the middle of central park do you think that they didn't want to flee especially not to a beautiful place like the hamptons i've been to the hamptons it's lovely it's a beautiful place it's also full of rich entitled ass people who make it a less beautiful place and the people who actually live there in the hamptons they're the ones who are like yo don't bring that stuff here we don't have the resources or the means to help take care of your sick ass once you get here and you're going to spread it around to us which is going to further um further strain put further strain on our resources we are a small island top group of towns we don't have the time for this we don't have the space for this we don't have the means for this stay your ass in the city where they where you could at least get a chance to apparently get tested if you have the means all of this is just illuminating the fact of what we were talking about before just the difference between those with means and those who don't have means you know those with means feel like they can they can just escape whether they're sick or not spreading their germs around spreading covid around not being responsible not even caring about being responsible then you have people who they don't have a choice they can't leave they can't just get up they can't just hop on a plane or hop in their rv and just go you know, like there was another influencer who just got in trouble for how hop- she hopped in her RV and she's like, I just need space and I just need to get out of the city. And she left like stay in place. This whole situation, I'm not sure if I'm going to need to talk to a medical professional before I like solidify this. But I feel like if people had done what we were supposed to do, stayed their tails at home for the for the the minimum of 14 days we might have been able to flatten the curve we might have been able to no this is going to peak well past the time that a lot of us want to and right now I'm, I'm looking outside it's been beautiful the last week or so beautiful maybe one or two days of rain but beautiful nonetheless and it's super frustrating. I want to go outside too. I want to get out of here too. If I could go somewhere else, I'd go somewhere else too. Guess what I'm not doing? Picking my tail up and going anywhere else. What 
what does that say? What's the, what does that say that you're willing to ignore the CDC, the World Health Organization, your governor, the recommendations of doctors and nurses and healthcare administrators who are putting their lives on the line day in and day out to try to make sure that people like you who are sick can can survive. A lot of them are dying every day. More and more of those people are dying. And you're like, oh, well, I just I just want to go to the Hamptons. Why? Why would you think that was a good idea? So best of luck to Ariel. I think that her career is over. I don't think anyone's going to want to work with her after this debacle. But who knows? You know, a bunch of people wanted to work with Olivia Jade after her mom basically scammed her into a school that she didn't even want to go to. Well, a lot of us, you know, were told, particularly people of color, were told that we were just the diversity invite. So who knows? You know, when you're young and white, things happen. (sighs) And that's all I have to say about that. Let's get into the wrap up rant. Hey, hi. Let's rant. Um, so I am still on my FU kick to Joel Friedman, who owns Hahnemann Hospital here in Philadelphia, who refused to open his hospital back up during this pandemic. Um, I hope that every time you take a step, it's like stepping on Legos. Um, moving along to the people who think that the COVID-19 situation is either a joke or a hoax. You stupid bag of bones. Do you think that millions of people losing their jobs and hundreds of thousands of schools closing and hundreds of thousands of buildings, yes, businesses closing and all your favorite restaurants closing and all your favorite shopping places closing And hundreds of doctors, nurses, and medical staff coming out of coming out of retirement only to start working and having some of them succumb to this disease and die. If you think that's a joke or if you think that's a hoax, I don't think you can be saved. (laughs) I just don't. I don't get why you would see all of these things happening and assume that it's a hoax like where are you living do you live out in the middle of nowhere if you live out in the middle of nowhere and this have really no effect on you and you're just out doing whatever you do whittling carving whatever you sitting on your porch spitting into your spittoon whatever you're doing then I can understand this a little bit better but for those of us who are like surrounded by people and seeing this the effect it has on people if you're thinking that this is a hoax, you've got another thing coming. This is this this is real. This is very very real. This is a global pandemic that is happening all over the world. The only reason why it's not happening in Antarctica is there's no people in Antarctica. But if there were, I'm sure it would be in Antarctica too. This is not a hoax. This is not a game. This is not fake. Also to the people who think that 5G for whatever reason is responsible for for COVID-19? No. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. I'm not saying that 5G is a dangerous. I don't know how y'all even got started with all of this, but there the there's no connection <laughs> to a respiratory illness 
and technology no connection like stop it stop it right now crazy bats um oh yeah a massive f you to anyone who's being racist against asian people because of this um shout out to the asian people who took this opportunity to see how all of this all all the racism and situations like that uh, affect people of color i did i never would have thought that this connection could be made and nor was I even thinking of this connection, but a lot of people have brought it to my attention that, you know, there's, there's a bunch of outspoken uh, members of the Asian community who saw this and they were like, you know, I never would have thought my skin color or my, you know, my ethnic background, my culture could be considered a threat. And then they immediately related it to the plight of, you know, black people or brown people um latinx people and i was like yo i would have i didn't even put that together but yo good on you like and they they use that as um they use that as a, a a way to further understand other people in the community of color um good on you that that i would have never put that together but like i like it I like it when we see ourselves, when we see each other, when we acknowledge the struggles of each other. Um, but I don't like it when we're racist against each other. So y'all need to stop that. Cut that out. Um, it's no it's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. At the at the end of the day, this whole pandemic situation was I, I personally feel the responsibility or the lack thereof of governments who just didn't take it seriously. A bunch of governments didn't take it seriously, uh, particularly the American government, who now we have double what the rest of the world has in numbers of cases because of the aforementioned group that I was talking about of people who just didn't take it seriously. My husband and I went and walked trails the other day with a friend. We were all wearing masks, protective things, trying to keep ourselves safe, all of that jazz. When I tell you that 90% of the people we saw didn't have a mask, face covering, anything, didn't have anything. And there were a bunch of people on these trails. Social distancing was almost not a thing in certain group in certain parts. And I'm like, this isn't good. Like people, a lot of people are going to get sick because they're not taking this seriously. Like take it seriously. Okay. I understand that running with a mask because you have to go on your run never run run more in your life but now you have to run fine whatever um running with a mask um is a struggle I, because we walked those trails and i was struggling with my mask but if you know that it's going to prevent illness put that put that on put it on please thank you <sighs> again um shouting out showing much love to doctors to nurses to hospital staff um to all hospital staff that includes the cleaning departments um the people who work in the cafeteria anyone who works in a hospital in general you are appreciated we love you shout out to grocery store clerks to cashiers to people at gas stations to everyone anyone who works in a in a grocery store or any any of these essential businesses you are so appreciated we love you we thank you you're putting your lives at risk your health at risk 
um, to keep these places open so that we don't have a full uh, purge situation. We appreciate you. Oh, one more massive F you to people who are trying to use COVID as a weapon. In my own state, there was a woman who is actually my age, 35 years old. Imagine being 35 years old and not having common sense. She, um, in Montgomery County of all places, which is not far from where I live, Montgomery County decided to go to a local grocery store. I'm not talking about one of these big chain grocery stores, but a local grocery store, um, yelling about how she's sick and how she has COVID and how, you know, she's not feeling well. And then decided to spit and cough all over the produce section in a time when people don't have food in a time when people don't know where their next fresh piece of produce is coming from. This woman decided to destroy $35,000 worth of produce. $35,000 worth of produce. She was eventually kicked out of the store after clerks and stuff risked their own health to remove her. The store had to get rid of $35,000 worth of produce just to be on the safe side, which appreciates you, but golly, that's awful. <sighs> and then when she was arrested, she was charged, uh, her bail was $50,000. I'm like, no. Why don't let's double it? Why don't we double it? Um, go ahead and make it a hundred thousand dollars. Keep her at, or don't, just don't let her have bail. And yeah, I hope she goes to jail. That that type of stuff. That's whole. You remember that whole when people were licking the ice cream and then putting it back. That whole that's a felony. That's a felony. Y'all think this is cute and funny and like oh what if somebody. Um, what if somebody grabs, you know, something that licked or coughed on the, yeah, and get a good excitement out of that. First of all, you're sick. You're a sick person. Um, because who does that, especially during a time of high anxiety and high, we're in the middle of a pandemic, y'all. Like, why would you do that? So I hope she rots. Um, I don't like to send people to jail too often, but that particular person needs to be in jail like that's one of those situations where people need to go to jail you don't need to go to any rehabilitations no I have no sympathy for a person who in the middle of a pandemic where people are losing their jobs where people are don't have access to food where people don't have access to you know the norm health care basic health care because they lost their job because their health um their health insurance was tied to their job and if they lose their job they lose their health care for you to be spitting all over the oranges like what kind of terrible person are you? No, go to jail, sit there, sit there for a long time. I hope we forget about you. Um, I think I already ranted about that person, but that just, that, when I tell you that hit a part in my, in my soul, in my spirit, oh, Lord have mercy. But anyway, thank you to grocery store workers and thank you to you know, people who are keeping businesses going, keep people who are keeping the mail going, people who, you know, normally wouldn't get thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of our, our second episode of Quarantine and Chill. Um, thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. 
If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or as my best friend would say, screams of fury and pain, you can send them to my DMs on Instagram or on Twitter at The Reclaimed or at my email at The Reclaimed blog. And until next time, read the room, y'all, and peace.